This video is brought to you by Nebula. Today, Turkey faces a constitutional crisis as two courts go to war. The US strikes Iranian facilities in Syria, and Spanish Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez reaches a controversial amnesty deal with Catalan separatists. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Thursday, the 9th of November 2023. Turkey is facing a constitutional crisis, with two of the country's highest courts battling against each other over a jailed lawmaker accused of trying to overthrow the government. At the centre of it is the Constitutional Court, the highest court in the land, the Supreme Court of Appeal, which is Turkey's top appeal court, and Can Atalay, who was elected to the Turkish parliament earlier this year from the leftist Workers' Party of Turkey. Atalay was one of seven defendants handed 18-year sentences last year for their involvement in the 2013 Gezi Park protests, which began as a small protest against urban development plans in Gezi Park, Istanbul, but grew into nationwide anti-government protests. Alongside his co-defendants, a court convicted him in 2022 of trying to overthrow the government because he acted as a lawyer for one of the groups supportive of the early protests. In national elections in May this year, Atalay managed to run a campaign from prison and was elected to the Grand National Assembly of Turkey. He subsequently petitioned the Supreme Court of Appeal, saying that he was now an elected lawmaker and had parliamentary immunity. The Supreme Court of Appeal denied his appeal, but the Constitutional Court last month ruled against the Supreme Court's decision, saying that Atalay's imprisonment violated his rights to security, liberty and the right to be elected. The decision was to be handed down to the lower courts to free Atalay, but the Supreme Court of Appeal intervened, accusing the Constitutional Court itself of violating the Constitution by exceeding its legal authority, and ordered that the lower courts should ignore the Constitutional Court ruling and not free Atalay. Then the Supreme Court of Appeal went even further by taking the unprecedented step of filing criminal complaints against members of the Constitutional Court who sided with Atalay and also said it would instruct Parliament to initiate the process of unseating him. The move has sparked anger and concern at the state of Turkey's judiciary. The main opposition CHP called it a coup attempt against Parliament, with the party's leader saying it's an attempt to resist the constitution, to eliminate the constitutional order and an insurrection. At the time of writing, President Erdogan's ruling AKP has remained largely silent, except for the party's deputy chairman saying, we are experiencing an event that should never have happened. What a shame. The powers that make up the state solve problems. They don't create problems. The crisis comes just as the European Commission released its annual report on Turkey's stalled membership application, which stated that the country's judiciary had continued to see serious backsliding. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. In other news, the US has carried out airstrikes in Syria, targeting facilities used by Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, or IRGC, as fears that the Israel-Hamas war in Gaza could spread in the region. The US strike is the second time in recent weeks that the US has attacked facilities used by the IRGC and its allies. The US military said that two US F-15 fighters conducted the strikes against the weapons storage facility in eastern Syria with Defence Secretary Lloyd Austin describing it as a precision self-defence strike in response to a series of attacks against US and coalition forces in Syria and Iraq by Iran-backed groups. 
There's reportedly been 40 such attacks since the beginning of October. Earlier on Wednesday, Iran-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen shot down an American MQ-9 drone over the Red Sea, which, according to officials, was in international waters when it was downed. The US has bolstered its military presence in the Middle East since the October the 7th attack by Hamas on Israel and the ensuing war in Gaza. This includes moving aircraft carriers, strike groups and a nuclear-powered submarine to areas in Israel's vicinity like the Eastern Mediterranean and the Red Sea, as well as bolstering troop deployments in the region, all aimed at showing the US's commitment to Israel and also to deter Iran and its allies from getting involved in the conflict. More than 15 weeks since Spain's inconclusive election, the Spanish Social Workers' Party has struck a deal with the Catalan separatist Junts Party that should clear the way for Pedro Sánchez to remain as Prime Minister and avoid the need for a second election. The July election saw neither the left or right bloc secure a parliamentary majority, meaning Junts, with its seven seats, became a kingmaker. The deal, after much negotiation, will see the pro-Catalan Independence Party support Prime Minister Sánchez in an upcoming investiture vote, while his Socialist Party has agreed to pass a law granting amnesty to Catalan politicians and activists involved in the 2017 independence referendum that was declared illegal and unconstitutional. At the time of writing, we don't know the exact details of the agreement between the parties, but the socialists have framed it as a historic opportunity to resolve a conflict that can only be resolved through politics. Nevertheless, it's guaranteed to, and already has, sparked intense opposition, particularly from the Spanish right. In the past few days, there's been clashes between police and protesters who are opposed to the amnesty, including outside the Socialist Party headquarters in Madrid. The main Conservative Opposition People's Party have accused Sanchez of undermining the rule of law for political gain, with the People's Party president of Madrid even going as far as saying that, I'm worried that we are becoming a dictatorship. Ukraine's intelligence agency has claimed responsibility for a car bombing that killed a Russian-backed official in the occupied eastern city of Luhansk. Mikhail Filiponenko, a lawmaker in the Russian-installed Regional Assembly and former separatist fighter, was killed in the bombing on Wednesday, having previously survived another car bomb attack in February 2022. Luhansk and neighbouring Donetsk have been the site of pro-Russian separatist fighting since 2014 and were illegally annexed by Russia alongside two other eastern Ukrainian regions in September last year. Ukrainian intelligence, in a statement admitting responsibility for what they called a special operation, accused Filiponenko of being involved in the torture of civilians and prisoners of war, and said that his assassination had been carried out with the help of the resistance movement. The intelligence services statement goes on to warn that the war criminals, traitors and collaborators will face just retribution, before adding the hunt continues. Away from the battlefield, Ukraine received some good news from the European Commission, which recommended that formal EU accession negotiations be opened with Ukraine. However, that decision ultimately rests with the Union's member states. EU leaders will meet in December to decide on whether or not to back the recommendation. We end with some uplifting news from Kenya now, where the government has declared next Monday a special holiday, named National Tree Growing Day. 
A government minister said that on Monday the 13th of November, the public across the country shall be expected to plant trees as a patriotic contribution to the national efforts to save our country from the devastating effects of climate change. Adding that there will be a national venue and 47 county venues where people can go to plant trees. It forms part of Kenya's landscape and ecosystem restoration programme, which aims to grow and nurture 15 billion trees by 2032. That's unfortunately all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you enjoyed this video and want to support us in making more of this kind of content, then you should check out Nebula. That's the creator-built and creator-owned streaming service where you can watch all of our videos and podcasts across our channels, totally ad-free. Plus, we post some of our videos on there early, and there's a bunch of exclusive content already there waiting for you on the platform. Now, if that wasn't enticing enough, Nebula is also full of incredible content from other creators you know and love, like Johnny Harris, Real Life Law, and Legal Eagle, as well as lots of cool creators you haven't even discovered yet. And the best thing is that this can all be yours for the price of just $2.50 per month. So check it out by clicking the link in the description and make sure you use our link so they know you came from us, which will help us produce more content in the future.